Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, Pastor Mitch Horton here, and uh, glad to be with you again at our Victory Church uh, weekly podcasts. Hope you're getting something out of the messages. We've been, get right to it today. We've been talking about uh, divine healing, and the fact is that healing belongs to us in Christ. In fact, <clears throat> I like uh, one of our uh, recent guest speakers, I was on vacation, and John Routon was here, and he mentioned that, that there's something even better than divine healing, and that is divine health. That God doesn't want us to just walk in divine healing. He actually wants us to walk in divine health. I like what he said about that because I believe that that's true. See, God wants us to walk in the forgiveness and forgiveness of sin and in the grace and mercy that Jesus provides. He wants us to walk in our new birth experience and be new creatures in Christ Jesus. That means that means every day we live as though as though we'd never done anything wrong because Jesus has forgiven and cleansed our sins and see the same way is with our physical bodies god wants us to live in such a way as though we had no sickness in our bodies in fact it's the will of god that you have no illness that you have no sickness in your physical person so we're talking about how to receive healing uh, the healing that belongs to you in christ and um uh, last podcast uh, i talked about three began to talk about three things that are necessary to receive healing by faith. And I want to get right into that again today. There are three, three things that you need to do to receive healing by faith in God's Word. Number one, believe that you have the healing before it physically manifests. We looked at that last time with Mark eleven twenty four. 24. Whatever you desire when you pray, Jesus said, believe you receive them. You will have them. And then second thing to do to receive healing by faith is talk like you believe you receive the healing before any physical manifestation appears. That's really important. So believe you've got it. Talk like you've got it. Thirdly, find a way to act like you believe you receive your healing. So we're going to talk about these one at a time. Again, last time we talked about believing that you receive. If you did not listen to the last podcast, I encourage you to go back and listen to that one because I really emphasize Mark eleven twenty four. whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So we exhausted that subject. Today, we want to talk about the second thing that you need to be doing to receive healing by faith is not only do we need to believe it, believe we receive it, but then we also need to talk like we have received it. Now, uh, Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, Amplified New Testament of Hebrews 11.1 1 says this, Now faith is the assurance, that is the title deed, the confirmation of things hoped for or divinely grant, guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. And then I love Amplified. It says, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. I love that. New Living Translation says, faith is the confidence. Um, is the confidence. And the Greek word there is the word where we get our word title deed. That what we hope for will actually appear. It gives us assurance about the things we 
cannot see. New Century Version is probably my favorite translation of Hebrews 11.1, 1, where it says, Faith means being sure of the things we hope for and knowing that something is real even if we do not see it. I really, really like that. Faith means being sure of the things we hope for and knowing that something is real even if we do not see it. So you, you hope for the money to pay the expenses. Faith says you have it and, uh, and you act as though you had it and you thank God and you talk as though you had it. Faith says, faith says Jesus took my infirmities bear my sicknesses, therefore I believe I receive my healing. And then you talk like you believe you receive your healing. So again, faith means being sure of what we hope for and knowing that something is real even if we don't see it. Like uh, J. Oswald Sanders, any books you find by him, he's a wonderful man of God. I think he was born in 1900. I think he died in 1992 or so. Uh, but so one, I've, I have uh, any, of the, any books he ever wrote, I have them. And he says this in one of his books, Faith enables the believing soul to treat the future as present and the invisible as seen. That is, let me say it again. Faith enables the believing soul to treat the future as present and the invisible as seen. That means it may not, it may not seem as though it's in your hand right now, but you act as though it's there and you believe as though it's there and you speak as though it's there and you have joy as though what you'd already asked for is yours. See, faith takes the place of what we don't physically have until it shows up. See, that's, that's important to know. See, faith is a gap stander. It takes the place of the tangible thing, the healing that you need for your body, for instance, like we're talking about now, until it's manifested. Again, Romans 4.17, Amplified uh, New Testament says, As it is written, I've made you a father of many nations. He was appointed our father, talking about Abraham, in the sight of God, in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead, and speaks of non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. Now, I really like that. What does faith do? That gives life to the dead and speaks of non-existent things that he's foretold and promised as if they already existed. So, you know, the healing seems like it doesn't exist because the pain is still there. The symptoms are there. Sometimes you can see them. Sometimes you can feel them. But, but see, faith speaks of non-existent things as if they already existed. So this brings me to the second point. First point in three things necessary to... Um, to receive healing by faith is number one, believe you re have the healing before it, it physically manifests. But see, the second one is this talk like you believe you receive the healing before any physical manifestation uh, is uh, appear. So again, faith is released with words. If there's no words, there's no faith or it's neutral faith without words. Faith has no vehicle to carry it to its destination. Let me say it again. Without words, there is no faith. Again, you know, uh, Mark eleven twenty three. Jesus said, said word or words three times, and he said doubt one time, believe one time. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, see, there's the word says, 
be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says, second time he said the word says, uh, believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. So years ago, I think I heard Kenneth Hagin say this, it's three times as important to say as it is to believe because saying puts into practice your believing. If I never say it, then do I really believe it? Now, that's really important to know. Hebrews eleven three. by faith we understand the world's were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Again, let me read it again. By faith we understand the worlds were framed, they came into existence by the spoken word of God, by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. God spoke and God said and God said and God said and God said and God said. Um, uh, the six days of creation he spoke the worlds into existence, all of the things we see and know. He spoke them into, exi into existence. And so again, it says things which are seen were not made of things that which are visible. So he spoke when they were not visible, they came into being from the spiritual world into the physical. And that's the way healing comes to you. 2 Corinthians 4.13, yet we have the same spirit of faith, it says here, as he who wrote, I have believed, therefore have I spoken. We too believe and therefore speak. So what we say is our faith speaking. If I say nothing, I believe nothing. See, again, Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart you believe unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation so it's see even with salvation you've got to say what you believe you've got it's got to be from your heart if i say nothing i believe nothing because what's in my heart comes out of my mouth the faith is in my heart comes out of my mouth here's here's uh, listen to matthew 12 jesus speaking to the religious people of his day you brood of snakes <laughs> he wasn't necessarily Politically correct in his speaking, was he? How could evil men like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. An evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. So again, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Wow. See, see that, that's the principle. I have to say it. And again, Mark eleven twenty four. Believe you receive them, and you will have them. If you believe you receive it, receive it you've got to say that you believe you receive it. So again, if I say nothing, I'm believing nothing. So the point I'm trying to get across is this. When we're believing God, we must believe that we receive it. And then we must talk like we receive it. Now, that doesn't mean just saying it one time necessarily. Every time I think about it, I, what I do is every time I think about what I believe in God for as far as healing, I say it out loud. So I gave the illustration last time of the little bump that was on my arm that looked so bad and that I wanted to cover up with a, with a Band-Aid. I, I, I cursed it in Jesus' name, Mark eleven twenty three, 23. And then I believed I received healing for it. And then every time I would think about it as I would groom myself during the, 
uh, each day and, and do things and look down on my arm, it's obviously still there. I would say out loud to counteract and contradict wrong thinking. I would say out loud, well, Lord, thank you. I believe that I receive healing from this bump. Thank you so much for what you've done. See, I've done that throughout my life with so many things. If you don't say anything, you don't believe anything. So I've given this illustration many times when I teach on the subject of faith, but it was really quite an awakening for me. I, I, I bought a new car in October of uh, 2004, and uh, they would not give me the money I wanted for my old vehicle, so I sold it myself, and I went to, I went to a person who, um, who actually sold vehicles for people and such, and uh, and for a price, this man told me he would sell my vehicle, and I paid him. I didn't pay him the money till after the vehicle was sold. So he took my car, and and in the contract, he would keep the car on the premises. He would advertise it. He would gas it up. He would keep it cleaned up. He would show it to the prospects who wanted to buy it and such, and the car would sell. So, um, uh, so, so I did that. Entered into contract with a guy. Well, here's October. Uh, October. In fact, I, I, I bought the a new car. I was wrong. It was the end of September. And then here's all of October, all of November, all of December, all of January, all of February. And, and, and there's nobody on that car. I remember calling that guy February of the next year, which was 2005. I said, well, and you buy it on my car? He said, no, I've not got one call on your car. So uh, I said, well, uh, thank you. And so I just, you know. I wouldn't, I just really didn't, I got, I, I was a little aggravated and agitated that I even had to sell it myself because the car dealership would offer so little for the vehicle and it was a valuable vehicle, but they just wanted to make the profits, not me. So I was selling it myself. I was a little bit aggravated about it. So I just put it out of my mind. So, so literally here we go again, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, eight months later, May, May came by. That car had not yet sold and I was so frustrated about it. And one day I was in my office at the old building, and I've told this story so many times, but it bears repeating. And, oh, my goodness, I um, was reading a book by E.W. Kenyon, and he said this. It was the bottom of the left page on the book. I'll never forget reading that particular part. He said, a neutral, neutral faith is the same as unbelief. If you say nothing, you believe nothing. When he said that, oh, Lord, I was thinking about that car, and I had said nothing from October until then, about that car selling. And I saw my problem, and I kept saying, Lord, what is wrong? Why in this course, what's the deal with the car and it not being sold by now? And I came across that in that book. If you say nothing, you believe nothing. I said, I see exactly what I need to do. I repented before God and said, Lord, forgive me for all these eight months. I've said nothing about thanking you for this car being sold. I've not said anything about believing I receive. And that day I said, God, forgive me. Forgive me. It was a Tuesday. Forgive me for not saying I believe I received. I believe I received the car being sold. Thank you for it. And then the next day I got up, had my devotions in my office. Same thing. Uh, when it came up to praying, I just thanked God for my car being sold. I did that two days. The third day was a Thursday. I got up, did the same thing. I uh, read the Bible, read books, and then my prayer time, again, I repeated, Lord, thank you so much for selling this car that I've asked you to sell way back last September. Thank you so much. And you know what? That morning about 10 o'clock, somebody called me. That guy called me, the, uh, the person selling the vehicle, said, well, I have a person. This is the first call I've gotten. Guy wants to buy your car. 
Y'all, it sold the following Saturday. That taught me such a lesson about words. If you've believed something, you've got to say something. Words put faith into focus and power and operation. If you don't say it, you don't believe it. So the first principle of receiving healing is you've got to believe you receive it before you, you feel it or see it. The second principle is you've got to say you believe it. Say it's yours before it seems like it, it's yours. And so, again, Jesus said, believe you receive them and you will have them. You've got to say it if you believe it. Now, look, notice this. I didn't say that I have it. I say I believe I receive. I believe I receive my healing. I believe that I'm healed. I believe that I receive my healing. And people over the years have come to me and said, Pastor Mitch, what do I do with my family members who don't know the Lord or don't know anything about walking by faith? They go to a denominational church and they're not taught healing by faith in God's word. How do I deal with them? If I'm believing God and I believe I receive my healing, I understand that. What do I say to them? Because it's obvious I still have the I still have the illness because the symptoms are there and whatever it is they can see or hear that I'm not healed, what do I do? And so I tell, I've told people this for years and years and years. You don't have to tell them that you're healed. Say you believe you receive your healing. And just mention, and it's not. It's going to go over their head, like, and it's going to roll off like probably like water off a duck's back to your relatives and such. But you just say, look, Jesus said, whatever I desire when I pray, believe I receive it, and I have it. And I'm doing my part. I believe I receive healing, even though it doesn't see or seem to you or it seems to me by feeling that I have it. I believe I have it by faith. So I believe I receive my healing. Don't say I'm healed. And people say that. I hear people say this all the time. They say, well, I'm healed. No, don't say that. I don't say, well, I'm healed. I say, I believe I receive my healing. I know my faith is taking the place of the healing until it shows up. I don't say I have it. I say, I believe I receive it. It's obvious if I don't have it. You know, if I've got a cold and I'm hacking and I'm coughing and I'm blowing my nose or, or you know, I have an irritation like the bump that was on my arm. It was obvious somebody looked at me that the bump was still there that I mentioned in the last podcast. But you know what? I kept saying, Lord, I believe I received my healing. And you know what? The healing manifested. I didn't say I'm healed. I said, I believe I received my healing. My, my uh, grandchildren would come up when I had that bump on my arm and say, uh, Poppy, they call me Poppy. Poppy, what's wrong with your arm? I said, well, I believe I receive healing. For this bump, Jesus said, and I'll tell him what Jesus said. And I said, now, I believe I received my healing. One day you'll look at my arm and it'll all be gone. But right now, I believe I received my healing. And that's how I deal with anybody, whoever it is. And if they don't understand it, they don't understand it. But I never say I'm healed. If I'm not, I say I believe I'm healed. I believe I receive my healing. See, I don't say I am when I'm not. I say I believe I am because faith is the gap standard. Faith takes the place of what? God has promised and I have asked for until it shows up. So I say, I believe I receive it. I hope that makes sense. Again, faith is carried from our hearts to the Lord by our words. Faith speaks and we've got to know that. If you believe you receive healing, then you've got to talk like you believe you receive your healing. That's a really, really important point. Uh, if we believe we are healed, if we have faith that we heal, we have to say that we believe it. Again, words convey our faith from our heart to the Lord. It's just how it works. And so um, faith speaks. Again, Abraham, God called Abram. He was 75 years old and said he and Sarah are going to have a baby in their old age. 
Uh, Abram means exalted father, and God changed Abram's name to Abraham before he had a child. And Abraham means the father of a multitude, so that every single time Abraham asked, somebody asked, what's your name? He said, Abraham. And they looked around for the kids he didn't have any. See, that was the principle of faith being enacted in Abraham's life. For him, every time he said his name, Abraham, father of a multitude, father of a multitude. He said it for 25 years, I'm the father of a multitude, and he was childless. See, that's what you do when you believe and you receive, and you're standing in faith for healing. You believe you receive your healing, so you talk like you believe you receive it. And then one day, just like the Isaac, the child of promise, showed up for Abraham and Sarah, the promise of God will show up for you. The healing will manifest just like it has in my life for so many times over all of these years of time. You know, in uh, February of 2020, before the COVID-19 thing broke out in March of 2020, um, uh, let me just say that uh, m- m- January of 2020, uh, my whole, uh, we had 60-something people in our church that went on a cruise, and we went on a, we went on a cruise, um, and um, Caribbean cruise and such. And uh, we came back, and what we found out was a lot of the people that were on the ship that we were on, a lot of the staff members had uh, a really bad case of the flu, and they were working while they had the flu. And probably half of the people that uh, went from our church got, yeah, got this terrible case of the flu, and Susan and I were two of them. And I tell you, the whole month of February 2020, I hacked and coughed believed God and had to take lozenges to be able to speak and preach and all that. And I mean to tell you, it was just a bad case. It seemed like the flu looked back on it. I'm pretty sure it was that COVID-19, the coronavirus that had, that had attacked me. It was a very serious thing. But see, I did the same thing. And that thing was really serious. And uh, it was a serious lung congestion. And see, I did, I did what the Bible said, but I've been doing my homework. See, I've been meditating on healing scripture. And I began to, I began, in fact, I cursed the infection in Jesus' name when it occurred. And I commanded it to leave my body in the name of Jesus. And I did the Mark 11, 23 and 24 thing. I said to the mountain of sickness, be removed from me. Go from me in Jesus' name. I curse you at the very root. And Lord, right now, I believe I receive healing from this terrible, terrible flu, which I'm sure was COVID. And, uh, and I just want to thank you for healing me. Well, that, that, the manifestation of that thing lasted for several weeks. But you know what? Every single day, every time I thought about it, every time I coughed, every time I blew my nose, every time I had a fever, I would say, Lord, I believe that I receive healing for my physical body. Fear thoughts would come to my mind in the middle of the night. And I'd wake up at night and I'd walk around my living room. My house is built. We can walk all the way around my living room, my dining room, my my kitchen, my um, uh, uh, breakfast nook area. It's just all just one big expanse. And I'd walk round and round, and I'd just thank God for his promises. And I would say out loud, Lord, I believe that I receive healing. Thank you so much for healing my physical body. Well, the day came. All of the symptoms dried up. It dissipated and disappeared. But see, it was a faith fight. And you'll have those kinds of faith fights at times. You'll have times that you fight the good fight of faith. And faith is a fight when you don't feel good, when it looks like it's not working, when it seems like you're praying and your prayer's not being answered because nothing is changing. That's when you stick to it. That's when you believe that you receive and you have to talk like you receive. And if you do that, the day will come 
that the healing will manifest. I have so many illustrations of that, and we'll probably get to them the next time. Lord, I pray for everybody listening to this podcast today that the faith of God, because they're hearing the Word of God, would enter their heart. Help, the, help all of us, not just to hear, but to put into practice what we hear. Thank you for the healing power of Jesus that is resident in your Word and in His sacrifice for us. And Lord, I thank you for your healing power manifesting as we believe we receive our healing. And then secondly, as we talk like we've received our healing in Jesus' name. Well, God bless you. We'll talk about the third point the next time. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe or leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, If you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.